everybody. Welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and I'm with Joe. What up? And uh, this is a podcast where we talk about all things geek. We talk about the latest news and stuff like that in geek culture. I just wanted to get that out there because Steve from iTunes says that we should start doing an intro <laughs> to our things. So that's for you, Steve. All right. So <laughs> I hope you're happy, Steve. Another thing, actually, talking about iTunes. Last December, they put out an email saying like, hey, you guys got to start numbering your episodes. They told all that to everybody because we're going to try to like not do that, right? And I was like, okay, well, we're a small podcast. So I'm not going to fight you guys on that. But the big ones did. And so we're allowed to keep numbering our episodes. But I think I can see the t- I can see the way they want it. So I'm just going to start taking the numbers off our episodes. So they'll just be like named after whatever we talk about. So heads up on that. So we're just followers now, Taff. Yeah, we're just followers. <laughs> Gosh. Um, so yeah. And then uh, another thing I wanted to address is our nicknames. You actually just used it. Uh, we do change back and forth. I noticed when I was editing... One of our last episodes that I kept saying Daniel and Taguro back and forth. And I want to make it clear. These are our gamer tag names. We, we call each other by those as well. So I am Frank and I'm also Taff. Joe, you're pretty easy. You're Joe Bear. That's or an easy one. <laughs> or just Joe. But I'm, you know what I'm saying? Hey. Uh, but yeah, Daniel is Taguro. So if you ever hear me say Taguro or something like that, it's that. It's Daniel. Jonathan doesn't really have a gamer tag because he's not cool like us. Anthony, who does our Instagram, he's Cheddar. We call him Cheddar more than Anthony, so yeah, that's that. What else? Oh, Squeaks is just always Squeaks. He's played this guy named Volgram, and what's his name? Raiden. I'm not going to call him Raiden, though. Angle. I'm going to call him Angle Hunter. Oh, there was a time where he tried to be Angel Hunter, but now he spelled it Angle Hunter, so that is like, that's a good recurring name, though. I have to remember that. So, guys, head up Angle Hunter on Twitter at Martinetti. Okay, and let's get into this. We're going to movie news first. We have the new title card. For uh, Kingsman prequel, it's going to be called The King's Man. Have you watched Kingsman before? I have. I've seen all of them. And I freaking love them. Dude, they're so good. They're, yeah. They're like the better James Bond now. And By I love James Bond. By far. Yeah. Um, I think it's just today's... Well, they're still making James Bond films, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just more modern i guess i don't i don't know the right it's word it's so funny you say that because i feel like it is more modern but it is also more like the old james bond where it's more like just crazy ass gadgets mm-hmm. and see what happens and it's also like he's like a kid so he probably yeah. like um you know responsible to the audience yeah or, younger uh, yeah. you know younger and it's a lot of comedy yeah and of course the 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 fighting scenes the i don't know the word the art style yeah the the, the blood it's, it's like fast paced yeah and and like it's very very clean mm-hmm. like that i mean everybody like oh man that church scene turned my stomach oh, God. and number one that was like one of the best but scenes i had seen in a while it's freaking ballet yeah i mean you gotta remember i want to make sure this is very clear he does shoot up a church but it's a racist yeah a nazi church so you know, what was given, in the second one? Was it and like he, a and big he bar was scene? he was had a disease or he had the like the yeah. thing in his head that was making him not see things right. Wasn't it the second one? Which one? Where he did that was the first one. What was in the second one? There was the second three. one is where they came to America and it's those guys that make whiskey that's actually uh-huh. like the Kingsman for America. Was it like in a big old bar or something that they have that big old fight? They have a big bar fight, but that one no, was that the was whole outside. drugs. Elton John and the, the drugs. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Elton John. Oh man, I wonder if that's why they made Rocket Man, because. The guy from Kingsman saw Elton John and was like, hey, you're me from Younger. Yeah. Damn, that's kind of interesting. Like, I never thought about that. I don't know why. But yeah, so this one yeah, is going to be a prequel. It's called The King's Man. And so I wonder if it's going to be like the very first of their type or something like that. I'm, I'm interested to see that. Are we getting rid of, um, what's his face? It'll be a whole new cast. Okay. Matter of fact, I think Liam Neeson was just casted for it. Yeah, I can't go wrong there. No, you really can't. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean we're not going to see the pug? <laughs> No, we might. Yeah, I know. We're probably. Oh God, you're such a pug fiend. That yeah, that's probably what made the movie for you. All right. Well, that just made me laugh even harder. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, next up, Pixar announced a new film that they're working on called Soul. We don't have a lot of details on that. There's another movie that's coming up, though, that they actually already released a trailer for, starring Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. That's uh, uh, Star-Lord and Spider-Man, respectively. And it's called Onward. Have you seen the trailer for that one? Uh, I think I watched it, but I know I saw, like, just the, uh, what's the word? The like still teasing? picture or whatever oh, okay. uh, yeah. for it, and I was just kind of like, I don't know. I didn't really... I'm it super excited for it. Up my alley, I guess. I already want to see like a bunch of sequels for it because I think it's their version of Shrek. Okay. Because it's it's an area that I like where they take a fantasy character, they take a fantasy element, and they're making it like modern day. And I really like that because at first it's like oh medieval trolls and stuff like that in the trailer, and then it goes to like where now oh god one of the fa- one of the best bits is like the uh, Chris Pratt character pulls up to pick up his friend Tom Holland's character, and they're both like I guess trolls or something like that. Uh, and he's like, all right, getting out of the house. And the friend's like a rocker. And he's like, come on, man, we're on an epic quest. And it's like to go get groceries or something like that. But they still kind of have the old. And when he comes out, he's like, oh, man, somebody left the lids off the garbage. And there's unicorns and they're like mangy unicorns eating out of the garbage. And he like shoo them away. He's like, ah, gross unicorns. Like it huh. looks really cool. Yeah. I mean, Pixar always nails it. So I'm looking forward to a Pixar version of Shrek. Okay. So that'd be really cool. Yeah, I'll have to give it a, I had seen the you know trailer on my yeah. two watch list, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah. But I just haven't gotten around to it. Check it out. I mean, the casting, those two guys, that's going to be, that's, they're putting the money behind it. Yeah. yeah. And so. Anybody else or is it just? Uh, those are the two I can remember because, you know, those are, those are big ones to remember. And it, it looks like it's going to be following these two going on a modern day quest in a world full of fantasy characters. Like there's gnomes that, are, yeah. there's one gnome, like one of the opening bits is there's a gnome that's just sitting there like a lawn gnome and another gnome comes out like, come on, get your job done. And he like starts mowing the lawn or whatever. Like, you know, they're really kind of combining the worlds up. So. Gotcha. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to give it a watch. And yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. It, I, guess. I had seen, I've heard of that other one you were talking about, Soul. Yeah, that one. Um, that one just got announced with the title card. Okay, that'd be pretty. No cool. other news behind it, like. No, they're just teasing it out. Yeah, so they're you know how they're kind of calling yeah. the shots. It's kind of Disney's doing nowadays. The D23 Expo should be coming up soon. Too, yeah, so we'll be live streaming that there, or yeah. tweeting that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, next up, I really wanted to get your opinion on this. The Main Street Cinema is changing into a gift shop. You remember in Disneyland, the Main Street Cinema that always shows Steamboat Willie? Yes. That's classic to me. That was that was the very first thing I think we did. Yeah. And and when you're watching that, that's I mean, Steamboat Willie. That's the first mm-hmm. time they added it and uh, sound synced up to the audio and everything like that. And now it's going to become a gift shop. It's still going to be showing the cinema in the background, but it won't have the benches in front. What do you think about this? Do we need another gift shop on Main Street? <laughs> don't need another gift shop. And yeah. I'm tired of them getting rid of just all these classic things, right? And I, yeah. get, I get like what... Their philosophy is, right? It's always, you know, constantly changing. Disneyland will always be changing, right? Right. It's a living creature, basically. Yeah. And they've said that from the very beginning. Um, so I, I I see why they're doing it. And to be honest, you know, the many times that I've been, I've always gone in there. Even if it's just for the AC, right? Yeah. I still yeah. go in yeah. to cool down and I'll sit just like a good five, ten minute just break, right? Yeah. And I love going in there because you do have those classic... Um, Movies being played, yeah, clips, yeah. and every time I've gone in there, though, it's always been empty. It's yeah. been next to dead. Like maybe me and that a few true. other people. So I can see, you know, on the top of like how I said that they're always constantly changing, but at the same time, I see that it's just not getting enough traffic in there. Yeah, why they want to do something with it? Because that's just, you know, free real estate that they could be doing something else with it. It's one of those things, though, like like the Hall of Presidents and stuff like that. That are such big staples. That you hate to see them go. Um, 
I just, you know, it's one of those things where it's part of my my memories of being at Disneyland. So I really hate to see it go. But I do understand that, you know, it has to adapt to the, yeah. to the current times. Um, I just hope there's a, a, something to... I know they're going to still be showing the clips, but I don't know. I wish there was a way to adapt like, it. it. I mean, at least they're still, you know, be keeping that classic part of it. So they'll be playing the clips, which yeah. would be kind of cool to go in there. But like I said, when I would go in there, I would always like to go in there and sit. Yeah. So that was like my big thing. And I don't want to go sit. I don't want to walk in there. And then if they're playing the clips, like, is it just going to be something that's just like on a TV behind the the cash register? Like in some of the other stores where it's I've seen it. Yeah. There, where where it's know? like it's like in the distance. So and then the, there, the merch so is in front. Like you're really going in there to watch. What if somebody goes yeah. in there and they do want to watch? Now you just have people, you know. Yes. Like I said, every time I've gone in there, which there's, isn't, you yeah. know, 365, 24, 7. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if there's people in there all the time but every time i have gone in it's been empty so the odds of that happening probably aren't going to be big but still you know what if somebody does go in there and they want to sit there and watch now you just have yeah. all that people blocking and that's true and in 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 their defense too like okay so it's a huge childhood memory of mine and like and then like just thinking of like oh bioworks and disney getting together to, to really create this the steamboat willies what always plays them the most over there but last like what year or the year before that i went like crazy and I don't think I even went into that theater. No. Of course, I would always recognize yeah. walking back past yeah. it, but I don't think it's like the went first in. thing, like right there when you walk by. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm not surprised because I mean, every time I've gone in there, it's just been empty. And I always, during all my trips, I, you know, I just go in there once usually. I, yeah. It's like one of those things where I know I'll like plan my break around it, like I had said. Right. Um, and I'll just go That's in there. That's corn dog stand for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. no, I'm there like multiple times. Today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Freaking corn dog stand oh, was good. So good. They went up in price. That makes me mad. Yeah, but it's so worth it. <laughs> they got yeah, me. It used to be a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was like six bucks, and on top of that, you got the chips or apples. I always got the apples. Yeah. And a fat corn dog. And the last time I was there, I, felt I mean, like it's it was, the most insanely like good smaller. corn dog. How did we go from Steamboat Willie to corn? Dude, because <laughs> I mean, I guess it's Main Street. It's so. classic Disney. That's yeah. what it is. But um. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm not surprised, but it does kind of bum me out hearing it. I don't like all these changes that they're doing. Another change, we'll talk about more about it next week's episode, but uh, the Bugs Life area is changing over to Marvel World. Yeah, I've heard about that too. Yeah. I'm over it. Is there any area you think should change? Because it's certain, like, like, you can never get rid of the Peter Pan ride. That's Walt oh, they'll Disney's never favorite touch, ride. They'll never touch, what is that, Fantasyland? They'll never yeah. touch that. Um, rides may come and go, but they'll never change that lot, uh, ride, that that little street yeah, yeah something else that um, was the opening but land. a lot of yeah, yeah a lot of those rides are classics mm -hmm. and i can't see getting rid of but at the same time there's nothing really stopping them from yeah changing it uh so i mean in another 20 some years if we have a whole bunch of other new disney movies whatever yeah. they may be that may be classics for these new people new kids i could see them totally changing it i think the one they're gonna change i'm calling my shot on this right now I there I noticed that in the trailer for Frozen, there's a part where they're like using something to like go down water, and so I have a feeling they'll change Splash Mountain into like Frozen Mountain or something like oh, that. God. But I mean, like nobody knows what the characters in Splash Mountain are from. Mm -hmm. I it's is it Song of the South? Yes. Oof. Yeah. So yeah. they should be changed. <laughs> yeah, and that's a very big controversy. Like between yeah. the people that do know what it's about and stuff, it's it's. It's time to like change it. We should change it, but it's not like hundred percent towards you know that. Right, of course, but, of course. But yeah, that's that's where it's from. And I, but I, I mean, I think Frozen would be a good call, except for the exterior of the mountain would be hard to change Frozen to look Frozen because then it would look just like Matterhorn. True. And Matterhorn really. Matterhorn, is, then, yeah, you know, Matterhorn's the one that should change. Actually, that's true. I hate that ride. 
You hate Matterhorn? I don't hate it. It's uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. It's very uncomfortable. I always, it's funny that we're talking about breaks. I always plan that one right before my break because I know like my back and knees are going to hurt like crazy. That's such an uncomfortable. <laughs> I went with my friend Derek on that and I'm hearing him and he's a big old lanky dude and he's behind me. And as soon as we start going down, he's like, <laughs> he starts yelling out, oh, my knees. Yeah. He's yelling that the whole time down. <laughs> that was so, oh, that was so fun. But yeah, <laughs> that's a good ride. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Main Street Cinema, back to the original yeah. thing. Changing I still over. think one of my most heartbreaking changes that they've done is when they got rid of the was it in Disneyland so I guess it's not a big deal but it was in um the Muppets uh 3D show okay I don't know that mm-hmm. I loved that thing yeah I loved it that was like one of my favorite things to go in and sit and watch and now it's just I don't even know if they're doing anything with it I know they like during the holidays they put in like some Christmas type show you can go in and watch um and it is, I think they're using it for some, uh, of course, Frozen thing now. Yeah. So that's one of my, I loved watching that show. Yeah. So. Yeah, I liked the Hall of Presidents. That's the one I wish was still still around, you know. But I understand. it's That was very arcade. Did they change that? They removed it, no. The Presidents? Yeah, because it used to be like all of them, and now it's just like Lincoln. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I consider that. They like scaled it back. It's more than, more than enough presidents. Well, I mean, it really, he was the best one. He was the one that closed the show every time. He is the best one, but yeah. All right, next up, we're talking about Harry Potter Wizards Unite, the new app. It just released on the 20th. They said 21st, and it got released early. Have you played this yet? Uh, No. It's basically Pokemon Go. I haven't heard anything about it. I haven't seen it. I mean, I'm not big on like apps on my phone, so it's not like yeah. I'm always in the app store for whatever reasons. But no, I haven't heard anything about it. I haven't heard anybody talking about it. it it's funny because there's a lot of hype before it. It came out, and I got it, and I'm like, okay, playing it. I walked down, down the road, kind of catching or spells or whatever. I went into town more and kind of was like hanging out Rayleigh's walking around doing my app. I was the only person I saw doing it, which back when Pokemon Go came out, like you would see people on their phones. Well, it was, yeah, it was huge around. at the beginning. Yeah. Like I saw like just, I'd be driving around downtown, you know, in, in my city and she'd be like, you know, it's like 11 o'clock. Where, this is like a dead street. And there was yeah. just hordes of people. You know oh, yeah. And just like, it was crazy. I was on the corner of C Street by that, that in, in your town. Uh, and there was like 30, 40 of us out there at midnight just catching Pokemon and doing like putting the candies on the stops all the yeah. time. But I'm not seeing hype for this game like that. And it's the same Niantic, same company and everything yeah. like that. I don't see it being like Pokemon, like you go out, right? Everybody knows the story of Pokemon. You go right. out, you catch Pokemon, you train, yeah. blah, 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 blah. It's that made Taylor more sense made for it. the app. Yeah. Like a Harry Potter app. There's a Harry Potter was just kind of like the story about this kid. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's no. To make it the same as the Pokemon Go app, I just don't see the, the similarities. I don't see how it could be as good. Yeah. Especially if you're telling me you literally are just catching or casting spells. You like, are, yeah, pretty much. It doesn't seem... And, and the one thing I'm maybe not catching is the fact that like our age might be in play. Like, Pokemon is our age. Watching those old Pokemon cartoons with that theme song, that was it. That's yeah. childhood right there. Pokemon, or I'm sorry, Harry Potter was a little bit... We were a little bit older for it. Like, it was, man, we could appreciate this. Really good. Love Harry Potter. But it didn't capture me like Pokemon did because... Yeah. was a different age for it. Might it might be so. a good point. Yeah. yeah. But like I said, I just haven't heard anything about it. I yeah, it's mean, been I haven't even quiet. seen anything on it. Yeah. So I'm just going off what you've told me. Yeah. I haven't seen any pictures. I, and Pokemon's or... just like, it's tailor-made for that, where you're walking around catching Pokemon. That's the universe. There's nothing in Harry Potter that says, go walk around and cast spells. Like, that doesn't exist in the, yeah. you know, in the same way that in the Harry yeah. Potter world. So uh, I have been playing it, and I'm like level four or something like that. Something pretty small, because... You know, yeah. I, I live out in the country, so it's like I got one stop and it's half a mile down. Okay. Yeah. 
So uh, I'm working on that. All right, uh, Project Scarlet, we just found out, will have a disk drive. That's the new Xbox coming out. Uh, they haven't abandoned the physical media. It'll also be fully backwards compatible with every Xbox game. So that's pretty crazy. Uh, do you think it's a good idea to keep the disk drive now that they're like leaning into streaming? Yeah. It feels like it's uh, it's going to increase the the cost of the machine. Without I mean, disk drives don't cost that much anyways. I mean, yeah. I mean, what's the, the a premium price for a console these days anyways? Yeah, so it's probably going to be like another, a $500 what's console. What's another, you know, 25 bucks for a disk tray? And I guarantee you, anybody who's had any of the Xboxes in the past, yeah, knowing that it is going to be backwards compatible, you might as well. Right. You know what I mean? You're not going to not want to be able to play these games you spent thousands of dollars on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's I think it's a good call. Yeah. Is there any game from Xbox original 360 and on? Is there any game that you'd really want to play again? Oh gosh. I, the one that came to my mind right away is Juiced. You remember the old racing game Juiced? Where you used to I race do. for pinks? Yeah. I used I to do. play that like crazy. I do. I would play the game and then my friend would come over and she would talk shit on the mic because I wasn't like really good at talking mm -hmm. shit on the mic. And so she would talk smack and then I would do the racing and then uh, go back, you know, yeah. I would just do all the racing because yeah. I used to have, used to be able to take like a Honda CRV or something like that. And then if you were to like change gears one to two, you waited, then you change gears to three at a certain time, you could beat Vipers and like that is a glitch in the game they never fixed and you could just take pinks all day. Nice. Until you saw some other Hondas like, oh shoot, they know the glitch. <laughs> they know what's up. Yeah. They're good. Uh, I don't know what game I would choose. Um, I don't think I had like, it's funny. Somebody asked me this the other day, uh, and they were like, you know, what's your favorite game? And mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know. You know, I don't think I've had like a favorite game where like I can just play it all day, but I've had lots of games where they were great and fun. And I, I guess I could consider a favorite just because of the, you know, the time of my life, I guess, where I was at yeah. during that time, the, the, the people I was playing with. Right. Things like that, you know. I can think back to a lot of Halo Two, um, yeah, Halo One Halo and Two. two uh, you know, just playing literally system links. Yeah, you know, on the Xboxes outside, you know, on my it's street so with funny like you bring that everybody up. <laughs> from the street. That was a great time. I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, I had a lot of time on like the 360. I think we played Bad Company Two, right? Oh, that's you, a good one. Yeah, people might be like Bad Company Two, whatever. But it was like I had, I had so many hours in that. The Bad Company games are really yeah, good, just yeah. because of like the small group of people that I had playing that at the time. I think Squeak yeah. was one of them actually. And then these two other guys that we went to school with and then like another one or two other guys, um, but you know, friends of friends type thing. And man, we just demolished that game. Like we played it so many hours. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just trying to gears. I played gears a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have like a specific game. I think I would just want those, that nostalgia. Yeah. There's going to be, yeah, there's going to be a bunch of nostalgia. Back, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, it's funny. You mentioned the, the halo two system links. Jonathan, we were talking about this yesterday, me and Jonathan, and he's like, man, I want to make a party where we all come together again, bring our Xboxes and do another link. And I was like, well, we don't necessarily need to link our Xboxes, but we could be in the same room playing and just use the Wi-Fi. Um, and he's like, what game? I don't know what game to do. And I'm like, well, a lot of games are pushing couch co-op. It's up to you, whatever you want to do. And he's like, I really want to play Halo 2. And so he was talking about, so he's going to be working on making a big LAN party for us where we all play Halo 2 at his house. Nice. That was, you know, Master Chief Collection has it in there. So, yeah. and that's free with the Xbox. I think I still have it. Gold. I still have like all my original Xbox games that I've purchased. Yeah. I should go through there and, cause, you know, I keep my things like in top good, notch, good condition. Yeah. Um, I should go through there and see if there's anything that I can get. Uh, take to some, you know, retro game or whatever store and see if I can get. I've got the eBay one. store if you want to put anything on the all eBay right. store. I've been doing pretty good. That reminds me, uh, at some point, I need a selfie of you for our next shirt. Cause the artist right now is working on mine. You and Daniel are next. So I need a selfie of you. So, 
That's a little weird to ask. Well, I'm just saying. I you know. want selfies to have? Gosh. I need one that's going to be good for a shirt. And then, guys, make sure to keep an eye out for Joe's new shirt. All right. Steam summer sale coming up June oh, 25th. Oh, we have a date. Yes, we do. It got leaked. Uh, we've never had dates in the past. Because it got leaked this time. Who leaked it? Uh, it's the it's a it's a Steam fan fan site called Steam Support I think it's or Steam, something like that. But it's like a fake Steam symbol. Yeah. And they, but it's been re redone by Kotaku and I trust them. But yeah. So is there anything from the Steam Summer Sale? I you want to make sure to pick up Risk of Rain two for me. That actually looked really cool. Yeah. Um. Nothing in particular. I never have things in particular. It's just like all oh, this. This is a deal. Yeah. I need to get this. And the, th the sad thing is, usually I'll get the games. And I'm like, I'll never really touch them. Oh, and, oh, dude. Yeah. I have a huge yeah. library that yeah. I um, haven't gone through a third of it. But yeah, definitely. I just, if anything's like over the top, crazy, crazy, insane deal, then yeah. And or there's a have, lot like, of deals that people, way. like getting something, then maybe. That's what we should pay attention to see if there's anything all of us are going to get. I think Risk of Rain is a really good yeah, one. Oh, that looks great. That, that's, that's been on my uh, wish list for a while. I have a few in Goddess. I haven't been uh, on Steam in a while, actually. Either. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Goddess, but I'd like to get the, the Steam version of it and stuff like that, so that'd be pretty cool. Um, and then that's going to be like a buck. There's a couple other games that I had my eye on in the past. There was a game called Squad that's been out for a while. Um, what is that about? It's kind of like a Milsim type game, Yeah, uh, but it just it's always just look a, looked a little too slow Okay. for me. Um, it's been on sale a couple times in you know the past few years. Um, it's not like a big game or anything, but it's always looked cool. It's like a, yeah. you know, it's a shooter, Milsim. Uh, but yeah. If you guys don't know what Steam Summer Sale is, Steam is the launcher, of course, on PCs. They do this summer sale. It is something like people save money for because it's crazy. And the sales go from like, if it's a $25 game, it'll be like under five bucks. If it's a $60 game, you'll get it for like $15, if not less, honestly, sometimes. Um, just crazy, crazy yeah. deals. And usually they have like some sort of mini game that Steam will put, Valve will put out there. That'll give you even more deals. They really get you hooked. It's one of those things. I have the Steam app on my phone. There's only one time a year it gets used. <laughs> and it's a check what's the latest yeah. deal because they do these on, flash yeah. sales i use mine usually when i'm like i haven't been on steam in a while yeah well it's been a while for me too yeah because i wait for the summer sale yeah well usually like when it gets you know i guess it is summer june um i should have been ready but i haven't even been checking i usually it'll be posted all over like oh it's time for me to go check june but 25th. uh that's what i used to do is just log in each day no, no, nothing yet all right yeah come back tomorrow but it's cool that we have a date now so that's like in what tomorrow yeah, what's today? Today's the twenty third, so it's in two days. Wow. So when this when you guys listen to this, it'll be tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that. Risk of rain, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it'll go down to four dollars. This nice. is like a twenty dollar game right now. That'd be nice. And that game is huge. That game yeah, everybody's into really that. cool. I remember like when it first came out, I was like, never even heard of Risk of Rain One. Watched yeah. like uh the videos on Steam and stuff. And I was just like, This looks amazing. Yeah, watching the streamers play that game is just their their minds are blowing up the whole time. And well, it seems like game. a really good teamwork game. Yeah. I have a few friends that play it. I'm just like, I'm waiting. I don't, I don't buy games until June or until summer sale. Yeah, right. When yeah. you get anywhere close to it. So, next up, big PUBG update for the consoles. PCs already got this. Coming out June 27th. Tactical markers and weapon mastery system. They're coming to the console ones. Are you familiar with those two things? The weapon mastery system, yes, and the tactical markers, yes. I'm assuming the tactical markers is like Apex, where you're able to like go like, oh, enemies over here with a marker. Yes, but not like Apex's. Um, it's more of you, you got to open up the map and then you can do it from the map. Okay. Um, so, yeah. What is the weapon mastery for those who aren't familiar with that yet? It's just a leveling system with each gun individually. Um, and then you unlock little chains Okay. for um, each gun. 
That's really like it. a it's chain. Just, not a chain. That was a bad word. Um, like a keychain. Think of it like a keychain. Oh, I see a little, what you're uh, uh, So something will dangle from the gun saying yeah, I'm awesome. And it's very small. Yeah. And you know, if it's like every five levels or five, ten levels, maybe you get like a new one. But they're all the same for each gun, so it's nothing like. Fancy. It's really just me. Does it improve the gun's no, accuracy or not like that? Oh, no, no, what no, no, the no. heck! It's literally just a leveling system for your gun to yeah. show off. Hey, I use this gun. Yeah, that's which yeah. means you just found it, which yeah. is nice. But if they know. added stuff like that, that added, you know, um, I mean, they do have things like that already. And you know, if your gun has attachments, yeah, the attachments will change up how the gun, you know, sprays, shoots, mm-hmm. things like that a little bit. Uh, but as far as like having like a loadout, then at that point you're getting into a whole different game. Well, yeah, it would be nice though. I mean, I don't know. I, I could see how it's not nice. Because as a person who likes to just play PUBG randomly and then be done with it for a while, yeah. it would really suck for me. But if you're a play- person who plays regularly, like, man, I really love the mini every time. So you go out and you find the mini and you're really good at it. It changes the game for you to where, like, the game now is find the nearest mini and then go mm-hmm. from there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of just, like, when I play, I'm just like, yeah, this thing shoots cool. Yay. Yeah. And then I walk out. I'm good. Like, I found a scope, guys, and I'm wasting the four-time scope when somebody good could be using it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up. Netflix, they got a prequel coming for Dark Crystal. You ever watched Dark Crystal back in the day? Dark Crystal. Jim Hansen. That's right. No. It has like the I big... Have. I know what... Um, crows. I can picture it, but no, I don't think I ever watched it. But they're coming out with a prequel for it, and now that prequel has a new comic book series ran by Boom. Boom does a lot... Boom Studios, they do a lot of stuff now. Boom? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Dark Crystal's Age of Resistance, and that's what it's going to be called, the new, new comic book series and new Netflix show. And uh, yeah, so that's coming out... Are you excited for this at all? For you haven't watched Dark Crystal at all, so no, you can be excited no. for it. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I keep mentioning it on Twitter stuff like that, and I think was it something you watched back when you were younger. Or? It was. Have you seen it before? Yeah, when I was a kid, it was. It came out, and it was one of those things where it was like, "This is weird," but like I keep comparing it to Labyrinth. It's a lot like Labyrinth. Okay. That level of weirdness, yeah. but as a kid, you're just like, "Yeah, there's puppets in it. I'm gonna watch this." Yeah. And then you get nightmares from the bad guys because they're freaking crazy. There's big walking buzzards, freaking nuts. But yeah, they're getting a comic book series. Interesting. There has been Dark Crystal comic book series before. They're the prequels to this, and they're very, very well done. So I'm excited for this. Next up, J.J. Abrams and Henry Abrams, which I think is his son. It looks like his son. They both wear the same glasses. They're writing a new comic book series for Spider-Man. It's coming in September. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if J.J. Abrams is a good writer. He's a great director. Yeah. I don't know how he is as a writer. And it, it sounds like Henry's doing a lot of the heavy lifting on this, and I don't yeah. know nothing about Henry. might just be like putting his name on it. Yeah. Maybe. That might be what it is. Could be. But my question for you is, is there any superhero that you'd want a famous director to write for, write a comic book for? Famous superhero? Yeah. And a famous director. Like, man, I would love to see Spielberg take on Superman, kind of thing like that. And then why? Uh, putting you on the spot. Putting me on the spot. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I know a lot of super. I just know the basic ones. Oh, that's fine. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Let's do a villain. Let's do something like um. Yeah. Let's do Tarantino and Bane. Ooh, ooh, okay. Yeah, I like to see more of that South American Bane too. We haven't seen him in a while because he's like a big South American warlord. Yeah. Maybe that's why I like. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom Hardy again though. Bring it back. Yeah, bring back Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy can play anything he wants. He's already Venom, but play... Oh, man, he's two villains. Hmm, it's interesting. Well, and according to the movie, he was more like a good guy. <laughs> I haven't watched Venom yet. So you haven't? Oh. No, I know. I, I was know. a little bummed out about it. I mean, it was all right. It was whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they really made him seem like a good guy when I was like, I thought he was a villain. Yeah. He was like an anti-hero. But he was like a good guy in the movie. Yeah. 
I think I'd want to see like a Kubrick, a Kubrick version of like Riddler would be really cool. Uh, okay. Yeah. That'd just be, be cool. That way you kind of get into like the real, like those yeah. shots I can imagine in him kind of being a psychological right. thriller kind of thing hmm. would be really cool. Uh, yeah. And I, I know what I want to see something with John Williams. Like I know he's not, okay. <laughs> not a director, but I've yeah. been thinking lately, like John Williams is like the fucking best. Right. And every so often you're just like, oh yeah, John Williams. Fuck, he's amazing. Right. It's just John Williams. But then you're just like, wow, John Williams really kind of shaped all of movie right. music right now. Right. Can you hum a song? Can you do the Harry Potter song? Can you do the Jaws song? Can you do the Star Wars? Yeah. John Williams, Jurassic Park. Yeah. You know, that's all John Williams. Freaking nuts. And so I don't know what comic book he can do. But I'm just saying, and, he, and he's not a director. But it would just be like music, and you're like, I know this. Yeah. <laughs> you're reading. You're reading me uh, music, and you didn't even know you can read. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean. But yeah, uh, I don't know how J.J. Abrams is gonna do Spider Man. Uh, I kind of think that you know. Maybe like I said, maybe he won't. Maybe it's just his name on it. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Kind of like, um, what was it? I read this a while ago, and I, I didn't know this either. It was Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. What's his face? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Tim Burton literally, it was just his name on it. He had nothing to do with the film, basically. Of Batman? Yeah. Or of Nightmare, Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Okay, yeah. It was something, yeah, along those lines, like he had next to nothing to do with it. The, it was uh, just his name. The director, the the uh, the director of cinematography, the one that did the actual claymation, he's the one that actually did all the work, from my understanding. Yeah, something that. along those lines. I don't remember um, and exactly. He's, but... He did like a couple others that were like, oh, okay, yeah. He did Monkey Bones. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy, but he did Monkey Bones. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that or not, but um, yeah, so yeah, that was good on the Tim Burton, I could see him making some crazy good comic books. Right? Yeah, that, okay. Constantine? I could definitely see that. Oh, yeah, he'd be good, Constantine. Um. Like looking at all your collection, I'm like, okay, who? Okay, <laughs> you notice how you fix that top shelf? It's about to have ketamine now. But yeah, well, I gotta fix that comic over there. Anyways, oh god, let's not look at all the work I gotta do. Okay, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next section here. We're talking Black Mirror season oh, five just released. You're a Black Mirror guy. I just now finished watching everything. Jonathan started watching it. He's all excited. We finally got him into it? Yeah. And it's so funny because I was talking to him and he's like, I'm like, okay, what episode did you just last watch? And he's like, I don't remember the name of it. I'm like, have you seen San Junipero? He's like, oh, I'm on that episode. And I'm like, oh man, that's crazy about the digital thing, right? And he's like, oh wait, I don't remember that part. I'm like, oh no, you didn't finish watching San Junipero then. He's like, yeah, it's just about time travelers. Oh no, you're the beginning of San Junipero. Yeah. You just started it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so... This is such a phenomenal series. You guys really should be watching it. There are so little bad episodes. Like Very little. Even the bad episodes, which I think we probably have the worst episode in the three that are here, isn't a terrible, terrible episode of television. It's still okay. But let's go ahead and break down your least favorite to favorite of the three. We have Striking Vipers, Smithereens, and Rachel Jack, and Ashley 2. Which one is your favorite and which one is your least favorite? Break them down. Smithereens. Smithereens is your favorite? Ashley and then Striking Vipers. Okay. I would go Rachel and Jack and Ashley are my favorite, then Smithereens, then Striking Vipers. Okay. Okay. So let's go ahead and go with Smithereens first then. What'd you think of this episode? How did, how did you think it went down? I, it, we'll, we'll break down the story first. So basically this cab driver kidnaps this dude from, we'll just call it Facebook. Twitter. It, Twitter. It Twitter. <laughs> okay. Break, kidnaps this guy from Twitter, but it's actually called Smithereens or something like that. Um, and he's he's mad at this dude because and he, he's trying to get this guy to get him in hold up. That's why I wanted to use Facebook because then I can say Mark Zuckerberg and <laughs> and it says, hey, I want to talk to Mark Zuckerberg, basically. And in the process, we're, we're kind of seeing like the different functions that everybody has in this. I really like that aspect of this. 
Eventually, he gets to talk to Mark Zuckerberg and explains that we're spoiling everything, by the way. Let me say that first. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. And says, five, four, three, spoiler, countdown, and activate. Oh, my God, you killed my wife. No. <laughs> <laughs> so he got an alert on his phone. He was looking at his phone, and then he got in a car accident and killed his wife. And so he bought, you know, that's how the premise of the story is. The thing I like the best about this is we have a situ hostage situation and how everybody responded to it. You have the local police doing this one thing where they're just like trying to do classic police work. We have the FBI that's kind of useless, really. They're just a you know concierge between the two. And then we see advanced tech and how they would fight crime. And they're just like, they have all that guy's information. They're listening to his call. They're they're like way more advanced than the police and doing their own version of police work. Act uh, reacting or they're acting with the police in almost like a, yeah, I guess we need to, but we really don't need to kind yeah. of way. What'd you think of all that? Is that so you? yeah, that's basically what I had gotten out of it, um, especially what you know when we got towards the end. Um, yeah. what a, let's start from the beginning. One of the first things that I why this one was my favorite out of the three is because it felt the most like a Black Mirror episode. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Striking that's vipers. True. And by a Black Mirror episode, I guess if you're familiar with all the Black Mirror episodes, they're very twilight zoney yeah um they really boil down to two different kind of episodes yeah very, future tech version like or versus our days yeah, nowadays yeah but we're like yeah you know what i really liked about them too is they'll have like a twist mm -hmm. right and at the ends of you know each episode will be just like wait what you know that yeah you're left staring at the black mirror you know what i mean the yeah. black mirror that is your screen of whatever um and i didn't feel like any of these had these aspects yeah like they, it was they were just episodes and i felt like they could have just been anything else and there have been episodes like this me. where they're like retrospectives into retrospect i don't know that's the term but into like humanity and their reactions to technology and stuff like that and i think all three of these were that striking vipers didn't really have a point that's one thing that really bugs and me i on think that that's one. what i'm trying to say is like there was no but, yeah yeah striking vipers was just my least favorite there was like no it didn't need to be like a Black Mirror episode, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I felt like the only reason it was a Black Mirror episode because it was just like, hey, um, BR. Yeah. BR in the future. We are them. <laughs> like, that's really yeah. what it was. And there was an episode like that in one of the other seasons, but it was, I thought it was a lot better. Yeah. And I think that the only one I can think of right now was probably the one, uh, I don't remember the name of them, but uh, if you remember the guy that's like backpacking across the world and he never calls his mom. Yeah, that, that is. One? Yeah, and he's a video game tester, and he ends up being a video game tester because he needs some cash to like yeah. get back home or whatever. His mom keeps calling. God, that is a crazy episode. Wasn't that right? So like, that's a Black Mirror. It's episode so amazing that at the end of that episode, you're just like, I can't handle another twist. This needs to be done because yeah. I can't. My body can't handle right? another twist. It was just too many of them. Right, and it was. God, to me, that's a Black episode. Mirror episode. Yeah, and you didn't have any of that type of feel during any of these to me. Um, and then the most that at least had a deeper meaning that I got at least was the Smithereens episode. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I think how you said it was a was um, good. Like as you're going through that this hour long episode, we're mm -hmm. sitting there watching it, and we're watching it from you know this guy's perspective, and we you're trying to figure out what's going on. Obviously, he's very unwell. He's you yeah. Know, he's doing these meditation things. Um, at the very beginning of the episode, we see him have a flashback, right? And like literally, that's how it starts. He has a flashback. It's just a road. Um, he he takes a glance at his glove department. And that was it. And he's just listening to meditation. So right yeah. from there, I was just like, okay, something happened. I didn't even realize the meditation thing. That, come, that becomes important later on, too. Yeah. Huh. And it goes to, then we see him in a self-help type group yeah, thing. Yeah, like group, whatever. Yeah. And somebody was talking about uh, suicide, that lady, mm -hmm. or whatever. Her daughter committed suicide. Right. So we have 
So we know he's in there for something. Yeah. I went back to that flashback. There's got to be something that's going on. Um, so throughout the episode, we see, um, he, like you said, he kidnaps somebody from the smithereens poor department. Poor intern. <laughs> poor, yeah, poor intern. He had no clue what he was oh, into. Oh, man. Um, such a good episode. Did you uh, notice? So the reason I said it was Twitter. So when we do see the inside of smithereens, did you notice the, so the what was on the board was very Twitter-like, right? Yeah, 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 the yeah. way that like. But does did you see wall. when you finally see the guy at the end? Uh, well, the creator that yeah, he was trying Topher to get a hold Grace. of. Yeah. Did you notice the resemblance? I no, I didn't actually. To the, That's to the, the uh, creator of Twitter. I didn't sorry, really I think about it, but yeah, he yeah. looks identical. Like, oh, okay. look it up. Like, I was just I'll like, that see. looks exactly like the guy who. Just uh, to me, Jack, like, I'm always thinking of Mark Zuckerberg. That's why I didn't really think about the guy Jack, who made Twitter. Uh, but... What's his name? We all remember Zuckerberg. It's just so Dorsey, yeah. I think is I think it's something like that. Anyways, you'll see the resemblance. You'll be like, oh, dude, but that makes sense though because he's saying like, do you have the login or do you know the guy that owns the other company? And he's like, yeah, I know whoever, but that's the Marcus Zuckerberg, the one that the lady keeps trying to log into. That's it was clearly yeah, it was probably, Facebook. Yeah, it was probably more Facebook. I didn't really look yeah. more into that one, but um, but yeah, that guy is like identical, and yeah. I remember he does do like it was kind of like a nod to. Um, you know, he went on his little 10 day retreat. Yeah. This Jack guy actually does things like that. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, that's cool. Okay. That's a little, yeah, I didn't so know that's about. why I was like, Oh, this is Twitter. I was watching it when, uh, and I was like, you know, this is Twitter. Yeah. Um, and I showed her, I was like, and she was like, Oh my God, that does look like him. <laughs> and I was like, cause that's what they're going for. So anyways, the episode to me was just more of a, oh, what's a good word? What am I trying to say? It was like, um, what you were saying, you know, we, we start to notice how, how everybody reacts or how Not everybody just, responds no, we, how, to the problem. Um, how social media platforms and, yeah. and companies, these big tech companies, have more power and information Be- than Well, that's exactly our information is power. Yeah. And they have way more power in yeah. that sense. They have all that more over the police. I mean, they're like, oh, yeah, we have his name, da 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 da. And the police are just like, uh, what? Uh, what? Yeah. Like, they're yeah. so lost, right? So you can see that they start tapping into his phone. Yeah, they're so like, oh, here's very, the audio, by the way, you guys want that. It was very towards, you know, today's, what's going on in today's yeah. generation. Um, so the guy ends up really wanting to talk to the guy, and uh, he just wants to confess, right? He just yeah. wanted to let him know, hey, it wasn't this drunk driver's fault. It was my fault because I was so into smithereens at the yeah. time and all these notifications. Um and that's kind of just what it was. It was just like, hey, you know, we're so more involved in our phones yeah. and things like that. that. Yeah, it was like this. It was like he wanted to confess and like let him know, like, you share this this crime with me. Now mm-hmm. I need to go die. Yeah. So, it was, you know, because he also wanted to bring the guy in. And yeah, so that, that's one of the things I wanted to come across is do you think at the end of that, Topher Grace, the guy that plays the leader of Twitter, uh, if he changes policies or if he goes, because it looks like he just goes right back to meditation, like. Yeah, oh, that sucks. so that whole ending to me was what was like very the deeper meaning, right? And that's why I was just like, okay, this is a Black Mirror episode. I guess that's what I was yeah. trying to say. Um, at the end, right, we're we're sitting there watching the the episode for an hour or long, however long it was, and you're left hanging. You're left on that cliffhanger of who got shot. Was it the intern? Was it the guy? Uh, I know. Did he shoot himself? Um, I really wanted to know more of the lady when she got into her daughter's thing. I wanted to yeah. see if she found out anything. I was thinking maybe there was going to be a twist there. Such a side plot, dude. And it was like that, like that was like, oh shit. Like that was the part that blew my brain away. Right. Cause I'm like, could, could it be crazy that this guy is doing this to get the login information of the, of the lady's daughter? 
Like I know it's just an afterthought. Yeah. But it, when it, when I first had, I was like, could could this be a thing where he was like, look, I already plan on dying, but you know what? I could probably get this girl's login too. Yeah. No, uh, I, I mean he knew what he was. He had been planning it for a while because yeah. remember he'd been sitting oh, out yeah, there for he was a doing long time. He's been writing. Right. Um, and it wasn't until he was getting ready to kill himself when the guy was gonna, you know, hey, there's got to be something I can do for you. Yeah. And when it hit him, he's like, oh yeah, do you know the guy that owns this? Yeah. And gets her the password so she can log in. Um, but yeah, you're just left on that cliffhanger, and you're seeing um. The only, fl- not flashbacks, but the next few scenes that you get is literally everybody's all reactions, reactions and notifications. right? And they're all getting these notifications, yeah. right? And what happens? Yeah. Right? Nobody responds, yeah. right? Everybody's just reacted to it. And they're just like, right? Even though it was this big tragedy, tragic thing that happened. Yeah. They just shrugged They were off. just like prone to it. They were just used to it. And yeah. I think it was like a very big nod to like how we're used to all this violence in today's world and like all this gun violence and all these crazy tragic events that are happening that even when it involves like some you know we don't know who died Mm -hmm. when it involves like somebody's like well-being or you know some big tragic event we just shrug it off yeah because all these companies and tech companies are just pushing out you know stories every 20 minutes yeah new movie trailers new game trailers new follow our twitter account guys yeah we'll get new, to the you, know, you know what i mean like new things like there's always a story yeah. being pushed every 20 minutes Definitely. so when that happened like we don't know what happened we're left with that cliffhanger but we're seeing how it would affect us if we were one of those people at the end that got the notification on our facebook or twitter yeah. or whatever where we're just like huh and we just would keep scrolling and like what you said about um the twitter guy that was just a perfect example. Notice how, like, after whatever happened, he looked distraught. He looked upset about whatever happened. Yeah. But what happens? He goes back to meditation. Exactly. He went yeah. back to business as usual. Nothing changed. Yeah. It was all just the same. Yeah. It, it was definitely it was definitely an episode about information and its effect on us. So yeah. so we saw that power comes from information. We saw that the police were just useless compared yeah. to the tech company, yeah. right? And then we also saw that the abundance of information made everybody numb about the situation. Their reaction to it was just like, it's just another piece of information. The one guy, it was kind of like, oh man, that's crazy. The one guy who was actually at the stoplight when he was checking his phone and then realized it was, oh, it's green, I gotta go. Yeah. It was like, well, that's exactly how the wife died was him looking at the phone while he's driving. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everybody was basically numb to the fact that somebody, somebody just died. We don't know which one. But yeah, we don't did. know. We don't know what happened. And like I said, it was just, just back to business. Nothing changed. Like, yeah. We we were invested into, I, I, th- I thought it was just kind of a cool we saw, I mean, obviously, this is like how movies and shows are, right? You're watching it from the main characters' perspectives, but I thought it was cool how they showed just, hey, this is how everybody outside of literally the police, the few people in that tech company that were involved, and the guy in the car yeah, uh, were affected by it. I don't know. It, it felt very Black Mirror to me. Yeah, that's a good point. It was exactly that. It was very Black Mirror. Uh, next up, we have Rachel, Jack, and Ashley, too. Uh, this one is about this girl who's like, moving into a new town, basically. This girl's real lonely. She has no friends in class. She's a high, uh, high schooler, it looks like. Young high schooler, anyways. Uh, she's really a big fan of this pop star, Miley Cyrus, played by Miley Cyrus. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and she has a sister. They just lost her mom. The dad's trying to invent some sort of rat trap, so he's kind of busy. And then his, her, the sister is like becoming like a, like a rocker, you know? She's becoming like, you know, a real dark emo rocker. Uh, actually related to her more than the other one. And... And then we have this Miley Cyrus character who's your normal average Miley Cyrus type character. And she comes out with this little robot that I instantly wanted one because I thought, man, those are so cool. And it has her personality and you can ask her questions and and she'll dance and sing like that. And you can get this robot. The girl gets it for her birthday. 
And as time goes on, we find out the aunt that's running Miley Cyrus's PR decides, you know what? She's like keeping her under a tight contract. And Miley Cyrus is like, I'm tired of doing this. We find out that Miley Cyrus actually wanted to be a rocker, not this pop, you know, manufactured thing. Miley Cyrus's aunt in response is to put her in a coma, keep her in a coma, and then just like farm her brain for music ideas and put out a holographic version of her. Meanwhile, all the little robots, as soon as they find out that Miley Cyrus went in a coma, they freak out and break. Except for the one that was shut off the whole time, which is this little girl's little Miley Cyrus ro robot. And um, Ashley, too, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she finds out about it. They try to fix it by plugging it into a computer, see that there's like a... It's like a really... It's like one of those old classic hacker movies where it's like, oh, let's both use a keyboard at the same time. We hack faster. It's one of those things where it's like... They put it in there, they see a scan of her brain. Oh, this thing that looks like a tumor. If we delete this out of the program, it'll work fine. That's not how that would work. But anyway, so they do do that. The robot now has full access to all of the all of Miley Cyrus's consciousness and memories and stuff like that. And they work together to go try to save Miley Cyrus. Um, I really liked this. To me, this felt like a good Black Mirror, the other kind of Black Mirror episodes, because there's always the social, social, you know, nowadays thing. And then there's always like future tech and how it could really mess us up. And the idea of capturing somebody's consciousness and then preserving it in another device, not only has it been brought up in Black Mirrors a lot, it's something that we're currently working on today in mm -hmm. real life. And it, it, you know, you could use somebody's consciousness to do anything. You could you could plug me in and then use me to farm on video games or to do this or to do that. And I could do it really well because that's something I already know. But then that consciousness lives on without me. There were two different beings and how does that affect things? I, I really like this episode and... What did you think of it in general? I liked it other than striking vipers. I think that's all I really have to say for it. It wasn't my favorite of all the black mirrors. And I just thought it was just an episode, to be honest. I don't think I, I didn't think much of it, to be honest. It's I, got the worst ratings of the three of them. Yeah. Surprising, I guess, out of the three, because I really didn't like striking vipers. Yeah. Um, but it's not saying much. It was just three episodes. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I didn't. I like, like I said, I like when these. I like when these episodes have like a deep, deep meaning. What you know, or uh, or like a dark twist, or just a twist in general. Um, it just. I mean, it ended literally just like her. Spoiler, her coming back. Yeah. Out of that coma, breaking in, crashing that hollow holographic of her party, and just the ant just being like, oh darn. Oh, but then she it. becomes what she wanted to be a rocker yeah and, and we even see like her fans like try to go into yeah. that rock place <laughs> that and they're like funny. this is not my environment but That's no this thing. is her environment yeah. so i did like that to me it reminded me a lot like of that star trek i don't remember the name of the star trek episode mm -hmm. it's like now my favorite one though it's like I uss love that callister or something god that's exactly it you're right is that what it is? yeah because that episode didn't have like an overall meaning but it felt like a okay. damn good yeah. sci-fi episode and i think that was the episode i was thinking of because when uh you were talking about how it's got uh, a control over conscience or whatever. Yeah. That, like the robot. Well, oh yeah, exactly. That's exactly, exactly um, what they use. I, know, I was thinking something else too. There might be another two episodes. Anyways. Um, yes. Right. That one didn't have like a crazy big meaning, but it, to me, I don't know what it was about it, but it just felt more sci-fi almost, I guess. I, I just didn't like, that's I guess, what I liked about it. I guess there was just no ending really. Just like she kind of, yeah, she got her true self back. I don't know. I don't, but I, don't, I think that was the ending, the fact that it had a true yeah. Like, Strike of Vipers has no ending. It makes no sense. The <laughs> ending is the reason I hate that episode. Dislike that episode a lot. I mean, all Black Mirror episodes are good. But um, but this one I really liked because it was just a good sci-fi story. 
it's not social commentary like the other Black Mirror episodes are, okay. but there, like I said, there's two different kinds. Yeah. This one was just a good, cool social commentary one. Like the episode where we see these two that, man, that episode is so good. I can rewatch it right now. The two that are like going on a dating simulator and then you find out oh, that, that one was so good right they're like 998 out yeah. of a thousand attempts to see if you guys are a match yeah. for this dating simulator I thought that was such a good one there's no social commentary to that it's just cool sci-fi yeah. so it's that kind of thing where it's okay. just cool sci-fi yeah but yeah i really like that one all right we're getting we're getting long on the tooth here so let's go to striking vipers our favorite yeah. episode <laughs> i guess it's good over the end because we don't got much to say. yeah um real quick these two uh lifelong friends play video games together the whole time and they're starting to get into that age where they're like, oh, I've got a family. The other one's like, I'm trying to make a family, whatever. Um, I really paid attention to his social dynamic. And you could tell that he only has a real good relationship with his friend and slightly with his wife. There's a point now where, you know, they're like getting to where they're like early 40s, maybe late 30s. The friend brings over. I'm going to call it Mortal Kombat. I think it's actually called Striking Vipers, but we'll call it Mortal Kombat because that's essentially what it is. He says, hey, man, here's the new Mortal Kombat. Remember when we used to play this all the time? He's like, man, I haven't played this in a long time. Alan comes with his new VR. So they're going to play VR together. Their first game they play together, full on make out. And then it's like, oh man, what was that? You know, so they come back to it later on. Like, man, I was drunk. Oh yeah, I was drunk too. That happens, you know. Uh, but then right away, they start having a sexual relationship through this video game. Shit gets real crazy. Like, what the hell? And so now he's, as this continues, every night he's having the sexual relationship with his friend. He's starting to distance himself from his wife. And they're no longer trying to create a, to have a baby and stuff like that. And we start to see a normal I'm cheating on my wife relationship evolve, right? And but but he's still there's still confusing situations where it's like, is this a gender gender thing? Is this a, a, a sexuality thing? What is this? And and so that's why I was like excited about the episode because I was like, oh, okay, they're gonna explore gender identity in this. This is a good way okay. to do this because it's future tech and gender identity. But no, the ending had no made no sense. It didn't address any of that. At a certain point, he tries to stop it with his friend so that he can focus on his wife. And that works well for a while. But the friend is sitting there like, no, I need you. Because the friend who's a woman feels like that version of this is all R-rated. So just a heads up on that. That version of an orgasm is, orgasm is better than the male version. And he can't have that connection with anybody else, including the polar bear character. I just love that he tried that. Um, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. And, uh, and anyway, so he's like, I really need you back. And so like, they drew it one more time. And I was like, yeah, it feels great, but this isn't right. So it's okay, let's meet up in real life. They meet up in real life and they try making out, but there's no connection. They have zero sparks. So like, okay, it's not that. It's not necessarily that we're gay or anything like that. So they're just trying to identify themselves and they don't know how to do it. Finally, the wife's like, okay, I know you're cheating on me, yada, yada, yada. They come clean and it resolves in the dumbest way that once a month, I assume. I think it was once a year because it's on his birthday. It's on his birthday. Okay. So on his birthday, he's able to hook up with his friend again and his wife goes swinging and finds somebody to sleep with that night and then it's like a yearly tradition now so i guess there's swingers now is that what it is i wouldn't even consider i don't know see i wouldn't even it makes no sense the swinging is it makes yes yes the husband is doing whatever he's doing as well right so i guess you can in that sense you can consider it swinging but it's not it's virtual right and i guess we can go into the, the deeper conversation of you know, is virtual still real? You there know, has to be a deeper conversation in this. It's a black mirror, right? Yeah. So I guess the only place, because I thought it would be about gender identity. It really isn't about that no. at all. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like it is. I could be mistaken. If I am, please let us know on our Twitter or whatever, or email. email. Um, so is it about, is virtual reality cheating on your spouse? Because you could say emotionally, he was definitely cheating on her. If you go like emotional okay, cheating, yeah. 
he was cheating on her emotionally because mm-hmm. he was confining in his friend more than his wife. They would, they would, you know, have sex and then sit there and talk about their days for hours they afterwards. Would, they would cuddle. <laughs> they would literally cuddle, right? Yeah. And so then you're like, okay, that's emotional cheating. Physical cheating is that physical cheating at all though? Because it's kind of there's a lot of words that we don't normally use on this podcast yeah. that I don't want to like get into, but yeah, yeah. Go watch it. Let us know what you think. Yeah, I, you know, really, yeah. What did you guys think of that episode? Yeah. It had Falcon from yeah, I know. <laughs> Avengers it Endgame funny, and all that. I was just like, his real name's Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. It's a it's an Eminem Eight Mile. Oh, nice reference right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It was. I just didn't like the ending. I think they really could have embraced a lot of. They yeah, were setting up point. like this crazy good story about gender identity and stuff like that. They didn't even pick up the ball there. Yeah. I'm like, if you're going to do a social commentary episode, like that's what it was. That's exactly it. So they, they either have a social commentary episode or they have a tech tech yeah. one. And it was like they're trying to have the best of both worlds and didn't land either. Because they use the San Junipero technology. So we've already seen this technology in a few episodes okay. now. Yeah. And yeah, and they had no nothing about the social commentary. At the end, it was just, okay, so swinging's cool? Is that what you... In the 70s, I don't care no more. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah I, I just... Like I said, it was kind of like the other one, I guess. I guess the only one I really did like was Smithereens. So the other yeah. two, I just didn't really have much to say. I was kind of like, okay, well, those are Smithereens done. was really good. And I like, you know, um, again, Ashley, too. But yeah, it's, uh, I think you're putting in good points. And I, I guess you were onto something a lot deeper and what could have been See, the, more the, than what I was. The difference, that's one thing, too. I just want to get this out there. Bef- you spoiled it for me before I watched it. So I knew what to look for okay, in right. the beginning. You weren't looking for that stuff. So okay. I was paying attention to his okay. social reactions with everybody, how he wasn't getting along with the other dads. It was all very small talk, shallow talk. And how when his friend came around, he changed. He actually took his glasses off. So like he was young again. They kept doing that. Like every time he's around him, he'd take the glasses off. Okay. So they, they were setting up the fact that like they have an emotional bond that's not there. Yeah. I was like, okay, invest in that now. Well, that's kind of, yeah, that's they didn't like, invest in that I mean, at all. Isn't that like any other friendship though? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's got all these other dads people that he you know doesn't know he even met some new guy there at one of the parties right remember right yeah like you know they just didn't have anything in common so what is yeah you know obviously was you know depressed right yeah you can tell he wasn't happy with his life so when his you know when his you know his boy comes through it's just like hey man you know it's kind of like if you came to my party and Want to play some striking vipers? <laughs> um, God, it would be like Smash Brothers for us, but those are not very attractive <laughs> characters. <laughs> yeah, I'm Bowser. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. It it could have been. Uh, I like the points that you've put in. It could have been a lot better. Yeah. Um, had a maybe a better ending. I, I think the ending just wrap it up yeah, a whole different way. Like, yeah, it was just kind of like yeah, wrap it up a whole different way. It was literally just wrapped up, just like okay, yeah, you're cool with it. Wife's cool with it. Um. Yeah. It was, yeah. All right, let's get better. into <laughs> Next up we have the Toy Story review, and then we're gonna go to Blizzard Corner, but let's go ahead and cut away for the Toy Story review. Alrighty, before we get into the Toy Story 4 review, I just want to address the fact that uh we have missed a few reviews. Uh most importantly, I think is Godzilla is the one we missed. And uh so that was due to illness, had the flu, whatever. It was kind of you know busy and sick, so uh, we we couldn't catch last week's episode, including the review for Godzilla. Um, looking over the numbers, we could tell what you guys want to see, what you guys want to hear, and it's you know anything Disney seems to be big with you guys. Uh, Red um, nostalgia, like our Pokemon episode, was really big. The action movies, like the uh, John Wick, was really good. 
The horror movies, not so much. There wasn't a lot of interest in like Brightburn. Maybe if it's something like that is also nostalgic, like the new It, we'll do new, the new It. Um, if there's a particular movie that you guys want us to make sure to review, hit us up. We will. Uh, we're just trying to go off of your guys' feedback, like uh, Aladdin and stuff like that. Those all do really well for us. So uh, clearly you guys want Disney. Clearly you guys want uh, uh, retro stuff. Of course, Spider-Man coming up. We're going to be doing Spider-Man. Um, anytime it's a geek-related movie or a nostalgic movie, we got your we got your back. And a lot of these action movies, like I can't wait for New Kingsman or The King's Man. <laughs> we have the title for that. So, uh, yeah, we will be continuing our reviews, but unfortunately, we did miss Godzilla. Godzilla was right up our alley, but we missed it. Okay, let's get into this awesome, awesome movie, Toy Story 4. I enjoyed the heck out of it, guys. It was so good. And I want to start off with, okay, so we have Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. And there's a big camp out there that say that Toy Story 2 is not very good. And it's like... First off, if any Toy Story, there's no Toy Story that's bad. They just don't like Toy Story 2 as much. This feels like a better version of Toy Story 2. It has, to me, the same feel. I kept being reminded of Toy Story 2 while I'm watching it. I really like Toy Story 2. I thought it was really good. This one has that feel, I think. But it's like a better version of it. There's complicated villains. Uh, really amazing settings with this carnival and this antique store. Uh, the, the casting, I mean, guys, the casting is what's carrying this thing. It's so insane. So let's go ahead and step into the story first. We won't spoil anything. We're just going to go real broad. I'll go into kind of the beginning of what's happening. But we won't spoil much. We're back with Bonnie. She's the new owner of Woody and Buzz and all them. This is more so than even in the other ones. This is a very Woody heavy episode or a movie. Um, so yeah, we're with Bonnie again. And we see that, you know, as the evolution of time happens, she's not much older, but she is going into the uh, kindergarten. And uh, we see that, you know, her interest in toys has changed, and she actually made this one called Forky. Uh, gosh, what a great character to have in this show. Voiced by Tony Hale. You guys probably remember him from Veep. Um, he's he's just hilarious. And watching his evolution from wanting to throw himself away because he's a piece of trash. Normally, he's just a spork. Uh, to becoming like, no, 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 you're a toy now. You're important. You need to stay around. So um, it, it was really cool. So really good casting. Anyway, so... We see, uh, you know, the evolution, and Woody is now investing all his time into making sure that Forky stays around for uh, Bonnie, and the story evolves from that. They're going to go on vacation, and you have toys getting lost and trying to find the toys and bring them back to Bonnie, and then the evolution of different characters and stuff like that. We are we see uh, Bo Peep come back. She wasn't around since I think Toy Story, the original one, number one, and we even got to see why she disappeared. Oh, maybe number two was she number two? I think she might have been number two. We got the return of Bo Peep, though, and they did a really good job with her. They showed a different side of toys. Makes me want to spin off so bad, guys. The new toys in this movie are my favorite addition of toys. Even over two, uh, three, we got some good ones. This is my, because we had like, oh, man, Barbie and Ken in the line, and number three was really, really fun. But this is my favorite additional cast. So great. We have Tony Hale's 4Q. We've got Keegan-Michael Key is playing Ducky. Oh, my God. So funny. Jordan Peele plays Bunny. We have a, a new character called Gabby Gabby, played uh, by uh, Christina Hendricks. She's from like Mad Men. She's like the redheaded amazingness. You know, she's so cool. Keanu Reeves, y'all, you're breathtaking. He's here as Duke Kaboom. Hilarious. You remember those? Okay, so I'm sure everybody remembers these. The old, um, God, what's his name? It's the Daredevil. Come on now. 
Evil Knievel. Yeah, Evil Knievel toys. There was a, uh, a little uh, uh, motorcycle. You'd wind up and you'd do jumps. He's the Canadian version of it. And they super leaned into it. It was just hilarious. So many really good actors. But uh, yeah, I mean, we have, you know, Joe Cusack's back as Jesse. We have just, everybody's coming back. We have Kristen uh, Shaw. I can't remember her name, but it's uh, she plays Trixie. A lot of originals back, but the new cast is just outstanding. And we have Annie Potts is playing Bo Peeps again. She, Peep again. She was from the original so that's cool that they got the original actor back. Okay, so yeah, we're seeing this evolution of toys. We're starting. We're seeing different aspects of toys, like we do oftentimes. You see the ones that have owners. We see ones that are forgotten and then are trying to survive on their own. We see some that are like antique store toys. It reminds us again of Toy Story Two. They're like collectible, not to be played with toys. And 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 so different aspects and how they all work together and the needs of each of these toys and how that culminates in like we can work together and bring goodness to everything. This movie really sets up an excellent spinoff i could see two different toy stories going like toy story 5 coming out and then maybe like um what would we call it the next one like toy story bo peep and gang or something like that i don't want to give too many spoilers away by saying anything else but yeah bo peep amazing in this film really a badass and so that's the story so i'll just kind of just wrap up the story um yeah and it's all about how they're trying to get back to bonnie that's kind of like the normal thing with toy story they're trying to get back to andy or bonnie and uh, so it's, it's, a, it's essentially just a normal Toy Story story. And uh, they really did a great, great, great job. While I was watching this, it reminded me also of Kingdom Hearts 3, where you're playing in that toy store. I want to see a version of Kingdom Hearts that's less cutscenes, but take place in that, in that, uh, in this in settings. The settings were really nice. The antique store is really cool. Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. Okay, so let's look at, I mean, the CGI guys on this is unreal. And where you really notice it right when you start watching this is the porcelain that Bo Peep is made out of. The way it shines in opposition to Woody's like hard plastic, I mean, it's like night and day. It is amazing how with CGI now, and if you watch it, it's like Toy Story one and two, and even three. Like I remember when three came out, we were like, "Man, it does get better than this?" Wrong, it gets way better than that. Here is stunning. You could see like just the contours on Woody's face is just you could tell what kind of plastic he's made out of. That shimmer, the way the paint goes from Bo Peep's forehead into her hair. The painting difference, you could tell, like, I've seen porcelain dolls that way. So they really did a really good job. Even, like, on Forky, you could see where the the smudges have kind of spread a little bit farther than where she... Forky's a complicated character, guys. But, yeah, it, they really did a great job. And that's another thing about the story, too, just real quick uh, back on this. When I went, I went on opening day, a bunch of, like, parents and their kids around me, and I'm just this one guy's, like, writing notes in the theater. <laughs> but um, the... The, the movie is definitely made for children to watch, and yet the complexity of the stories behind them is for the adults. Like, you could tell, like, we'll go with Forky's thing. Forky trying to throw himself away can be an analog of huma humans not having self-worth and then finding what that self-worth is. And, and the way he finds his self-worth is in understanding how important he is to other people. Like, wow, mind-blowing, great way to look at, you know, a normal human struggle with maybe depression or or just trying to find you know their place in the world it was a really good one there's a ton of those in here uh woody's if you if as normal kids watching woody's story and just kind of like oh yeah woody's trying his best to make sure body's happy but then you're looking at it like no woody needs to find a purpose and so he's going above and beyond sinking all his attention into this drive that he has to bring forky back and to the detriment of his other friends because he's trying to just distract his mind because he understands the, the reality of the situation that he's phased out. Like he's no longer the favorite toy. And back in the day, he was Andy's favorite toy. So it's really hard from each character we're seeing, like 
oh God, Buzz Lightyear's and his inner voice. That was hilarious. There was so many funny moments in this movie and really heartwarming moments. Something Toy Story is well known for. Uh, again, to the CGI, excellent job. I mean, it's top notch. It's This is Pixar at its best. They're always going to throw their best into Toy Story. It's their flagship movie. They nailed it again. Nothing else on that. Casting-wise, you know, I've already went over a lot of the cast, but I would have to say Keegan-Michael Key, Jordan Peele, Keanu Reeves stole the movie. That group of three, especially Key and Peele, those two especially, oh my God, it was so great. One of the gags I'll just mention real quick uh, to not spoil too much, but they are trying to figure, figure out a way to get these keys. And uh, Key and Peele play like your really kind of cheap, you know, carnival toys you win when you throw some dart at some balloon or something like that. They're sewn together at the hand. And so they're always like working together. They're always coming out with these crazy plans. And they're like, all right, we got a plan. This little old lady's going to come by and they're going to jump out of her and, you know, tackle her and start beating her up and grab the keys. And they're like, no, that's not going to work. Okay, we got a different plan. And it's like a more elaborate version. Then all of a sudden they jump out of tackle her. You know, it's just like keep repeating. These guys are comedic geniuses and it just comes through. I know maybe they didn't write it, but it's fantastic. Uh, and then, of course, Keanu Reeves being this like character who's trying to understand the fact that he's the crash dummy that always crashes. Uh, or the stunt devil that always crashes is really great. And it's kind of a hidden story about how uh, Evil Knievel really became famous because he failed at his stunts. That's actually what got him famous. There were other stuntmen out there that were doing them correctly. <laughs> and Evil Knievel got the fans because he messed up a few times. Um, and it's it's kind of funny that, you know, they got this kaboom in there. Uh, overall, guys, I mean, it's such a wonderful movie. Totally four quadrant. I was worried because the... The commercials in front of this movie were so stupid. There's this one snow dogs, I think it's called. Arctic dogs. Holy cow. And the cast is not terrible on it. It's got Alec Baldwin and stuff. It's a garb. I can tell it's going to be a garbage movie. It looks so terrible. I was rolling my eyes. Again, I'm not the audience for it. This has no nostalgia for me, that movie. Toy Story does, but this one doesn't. Um, you know, Dora the Explorer. I was I'm too old to care about Dora Explorer ever, so... There was a, so I was worried when I was watching, I was like, oh man, maybe this is just straight up a kid's movie now. No, I was pleasantly happy that Toy Story was just a really good story. I have to suggest it to you guys, I'm going to give it an insane 96%. Insane, guys. I'm looking here at IMDb, they have it at 8.7, they're wrong. And Metascore has it at 84. I could be off the hype, I'm literally recording this right when I got home after watching it. But it's really, really good. Uh, please check it out. Let us know what you guys thought of the movie. Pay attention to casting. I think that they really have built up future movies. Jay Hernandez played Bonnie's dad. I'm looking at the casting list here. Freaking great casting list. Uh, just, uh, yeah, just all stars. I mean, Tony Hill, I hope, is around for a lot of future movies. I love Tony Hill. And they brought back a lot of the old guys, too. Carl Weathers is in this for just a moment. But it's like, more Carl Weathers, please. So, uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think. We appreciate it. And then we'll go on to our next part of the show. I know we're kind of cutting this in there. Uh, hope you continue to like the rest of the show. All right, that was Toy Story. We are now going to be going over Blizzard Corner. Go ahead and cue the music editing tab. And we're doing that. And first off, we're going to be talking about canceled StarCraft game. Did you hear about this? I did not. Okay. So Kotaku came out with, and there's I can't remember his name, but you guys got to follow Kotaku and the certain report I can't remember his name of. They don't do a really good job of putting out their resource, their sources because it's all anonymous from inside game developers, you know? So, but they generally are always accurate. So you kind of have to kind of give it with a grain of salt. But apparently Blizzard canceled a StarCraft first-person shooter 
that was in development for the past two years. And it was from three different sources that they're using, Kotaku's using. And they wanted to put their sources into the resources from that game into Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. Okay. Uh, this new shooter was supposed to be called, it was codenamed Ares, and it was supposed to be a battlefield like game in the StarCraft universe. You played as a Terran Marine, and they were possibly going to have you play as a Zerg as well. And it came as a massive shock to everybody that they got laid off. Or they, not that they got laid off, that they can't, the project got canceled. Everybody got moved to other things. And they were saying that it was getting to where the point, like, they're ready to announce this thing. And they canceled it at, at the last moment, you know. It was kind of crazy. They were going to use the over, or yeah, the Overwatch engine to run it okay. and everything like that. And uh, anyway, so nobody got laid off for this, for it being canceled. So everybody has their job. They just moved over to another place. Um, the uh, the Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2, they're supposed to be the big announcements for BlizzCon, according to these resources, uh, to these sources. Um, Diablo 4, codenamed Fenris, is, uh, was, was first kind of like peaked out last, late last year. Overwatch 2, they're talking about it becoming a big PvE element. It has a big PvP element. They're saying it'll be a lot like, um, Left 4 Dead. You ever play Left 4 Dead? Yes. It'll be a lot like Left 4 Dead. Uh, and then Ares... It uh, first started development in 2017, and uh, again, using the Overwatch engine. Uh, heading up Ares was Dustin Browder. He's the guy that led Heroes of the Storm, StarCraft II, and uh, this was supposed to be like the answer to StarCraft II is going to be the next one in the StarCraft universe. So that means that we're not going to get a StarCraft III for a long while because they had all the resources in this game. And then, uh, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, yeah, this isn't the first shooter that they canceled, StarCraft Shooter. Originally, they had StarCraft Ghost back in 2006. That was going to be a third-person stealth shooter with the Nova, who was a Terran ghost. I remember that. What do you What do you think of that? What do you think about StarCraft shooter? Would you want to play that? I would look into it. Yeah. Um, if I don't know, uh, just from hearing it, I I got to see the things, right? Like right. you can tell me the most amazing game premise, yeah, you know whatever. Uh, I just gotta I gotta see it. Uh, I would if I if it looked like it was up my alley and it looked a little fun. I definitely would give it a shot. Um, I've played Overwatch, and I don't like Overwatch. That blows my mind, dude. Uh, I love Overwatch. Yeah. But the Over engine is very good, too. Yeah, I will give it that. Uh, what, what did you say about the... Oh, Overwatch 2. How is that going to work? How, is it going to be a, a whole other game? Yeah, Overwatch is a whole new game coming out. And uh, it, I think it's going to be kind of like... So a, would original Overwatch be go where you want for your PvP... Type that battle. we don't know yet. Like, it what, could that, be. I guess yet. that's what I'm saying. Is like it could be a whole new game in the fact that it has all PVE. Okay. But I doubt they would do that. I think they would come out with the new Overwatch, have the original characters, and then like twelve new ones as well, and all new maps and everything like that. It would be hard to do. But Team Fortress did Does it. Overwatch not come out with new characters. They do. Right? They do all the time. Yeah. yeah. But then that, they stop support like for weird to me. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They almost have to change the game. Gameplay entirely to, to justify number two. Because it's like uh, League of Legends, right? Yeah. It's like hey, League of Legends 2 is going to come out. And you're going to have all, you know, 200 characters. And we're going to keep coming out with new ones. But what happens? You know what I mean? Like, well, but that, okay, good, League of Legends is a good example. What happened to Dota 1? Do you know? Because Dota 2 is out now. Yeah. So Dota 1 must have been. Dota 1. Yeah. I think it just they just stopped supporting it. So I think they would do this. See, this is the first time that Overwatch or that uh, that Blizzard has had to do this. Where okay, when you're going to make a sequel, but normally when they make a sequel to one of their games, it's one of those games that's not live. So like it's like it's like making a sequel to World of Warcraft. Like how would you even do that? You'd have to fast forward 200 years and del del delete everybody's characters. 
Overwatch needs something like that. Maybe this will be set in, in the past. I could see an Overwatch in the past where they're actually actively fighting against the robots. Something like that. Okay. It has to be like a whole different timeline. It has to be everything. Something that justifies you not having characters anymore. We're starting from square one anyways. Yeah. I guess that's why they get paid the big bucks. Because I have yeah. no clue. Jeez. Uh, don't get us wrong though, Blizzard. If you guys want to hire us, we're, we are open for that. I've applied to them, but they freaking denied me. Don't they know who I am? Did you put that you killed the Lich King? Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, then that baffles my mind. <laughs> yeah. They, Arthas is dead because of me. Yeah, right? I don't understand what the problem is. Yeah. I, couldn't believe, I was healing that fight when Could have sworn my team name two, is like Ijo of the Fallen King. <laughs> yeah. It's whatever. I also took down Deathwing. Just saying. Just saying. Soloed him last week, so. <laughs> kind of a big deal. That spine's hard to do solo, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about what I've been excited to talk about for a while now. On Tuesday, so the Rugrats movie, yeah, they went from Paris, now they're going to Australia. New Fortnite expansion. (laughs) Oh, yeah, let me get all over that. Oh, God. Okay, so on Tuesday, so it'll be tomorrow for you guys that are listening, patch 8.2 comes to World of Warcraft. This is their fix-it patch. They're bringing a lot of new content, and they're trying to fix how bad BFA is, Battle for Azeroth is. Uh... Let's go ahead and go over everything you're getting. Pretty much, there's a new Heart of Azeroth system, because that's what everybody hated the most. This Heart of Azeroth, your guys' necklace, it's garbage. We're getting two new outdoor zones, Najatar and Mechagon. We're getting a new raid called Ashara's Eternal Palace. A new mega dungeon called Operation Mechagon. Last mega, du- mega dungeon we had was Karazhan, the remake for Karazhan. Uh, we have unlocked flying. We have mount equipment slots. We're continuing the war campaign. There's going to be Gnome and Torin Her- uh, Heritage Armor coming out. Strathone Battle Pet Dungeon. I've never done a Battle Pet Dungeon. Have you yet? Yes. I've done Wailing Caverns. And yeah. It, it was kind of dumb. What is it? Nothing. Yeah. It's it, nothing. It, it is kind of hard in the sense that like, if your pets die, you have to restart all over. Oh, so okay. I, I do remember something along those lines when I did the Wailing Caverns one. So I was having a little bit of a hard time because I didn't know. the first, You know, first time, yeah. of course, I was just like, oh, you know. When they all died, I was just like, well, okay, I'll just come back in and do it. No, I had to start from the beginning again. Uh, but yeah, you're just, I guess there's achievements out of it. I did the first one and it just wasn't fun. It wasn't, I don't yeah. feel like I got anything cool out of it. So I was just like, man. Battle Pets is one of those things at the end of an expansion where you're like, okay, everything's kind of set for the new expansion. I still kind of want to play well. That's when I'll do Battle Pets. There you go. So it takes a while. And I sell Battle Pets like crazy, of course, when we're wrong. But uh, that's when I get into them. And I just haven't done that out yet. But this one here, Strathom's awesome. So a new Strathom one. Uh, we're getting dozens of new pets, mounts, toys, transmogs, and collectibles. There's going to be these new like ro- uh, little robot toys you put down, new collectibles. Um, and then we're getting new upgrades to all the professions. So uh, new gear and stuff like that you can get from professions. It's going to make a lot of gold. Um, this is going to be released on the 25th for the U.S., 26th for the EU. We do have a lot of European listeners, so that's 26th for you guys. Um, and then Ashara's. So uh, we have Normal and Heroic is going to be released on the 9th. Yeah, Mythic and Raid Finder Wing 1 will be on the 16th. Uh, Raid Finder Wing 2 on the 30th. And then Raid Finder, the last wing with uh, the last two bosses, is going to be on the 13th of August. So we have a lot of, a lot of content coming. We'll go ahead and just go over like the new zone. Have you seen anything on these new zones yet? A bit, yeah. Yeah. Najatar. It's like a, basically the ocean opens up. That's how we're going to get our cinematic. Yeah. We're out there with your Hoarder Alliance. Please don't be Alliance. But anyways, the ocean opens up and you're at the bottom of the ocean the whole time. And this is a big Najatar area. Uh, there's going to be like rare spawns and things like that. They said the rare spawns are actually going to be rare, which is kind of nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. I miss that. I miss when things were actually... I miss when finding a treasure chest was a big deal. Yeah, and it's supposed to be that's something they're going to try to do again. Um, 
you're going to have that's the location of the new raid will be there. We're going to have faction hubs. Uh, the Mesomir and the new home are the two faction hubs. There's going to be these pristine mana pearls you can collect that'll be able to buy gear, like it's called Bantha gear. Now, do you do you remember Tanan Jungle playing in a Tanan Jungle? Yeah, because I remember I used to fly you around in there. But you remember how you used to find like these pieces or whatever, and then you could just straight up buy the exact piece of gear you wanted? No more RNG. I, what? <laughs> exactly. There's no RNG. So not only can you say like, guys, I just need a new helmet. You can buy the helmet, and then you could upgrade it up to 425. Which right now that's that's very high and it's just below heroic in the new expansion. Okay. So you can upgrade your gear and uh, you're able to target it and you're able to send it to all your alts. So you can gear up your alts this way and stuff like that, which will be really nice to do. Um, we're getting uh, the battle pits and everything like that will drop from there. And it's not underwater; it's actually an opened up town, opened up area, you know. Um, and then the uh, and then the raid that's sitting there, that Ashard's Eternal Palace. The item levels for LFR will be 400, normal is going to be 415, heroic 430, and mythic is going to drop 445. Uh, we have some bosses here. I'm not going to go over all the names, but yeah, some some big bosses. Looks pretty cool so far. The the people's ratings of of Nagatar is pretty good. Not as good as Battle of Jazar Lore, but that one was kind of a fluke, anyways. But yeah, so that's 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 Nagatar. Are you looking forward to Nagatar? Do you think the aesthetics look pretty cool? It's all like underwater stuff. I don't like underwater levels. Does anybody? Well, um, that's the thing I really like is they made sure you weren't actually walking around underwater. They could have done that. They could have done exactly like they did in the past with was it Vashir or something like that. Is that what it was called? That sounds right. Yeah, but this one actually I do have is underwater mounds. So I mean, same. Yeah, you can get more in this. There's a lot of mounts coming out. Cool. That whole mechanical wheel thing. Have you yeah, seen that? The I cog. Have, yeah. Uh, I need that. So. <laughs> I have. I have. Um, I think I'm. One is more. So one's going to be con continuing the war campaign, right? Yeah. And the other is more of just like a. A daily hub, right? Like, kind of just probably just a fun rep, yeah. Okay, um, I'm excited to. I like doing the story stuff because I feel yeah. like I'm progressing, right? I feel like I'm doing something with yeah. the story. So whichever one that one is, which, which will is, be Naj it'll be Najatar, water one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I'm excited. Story wise, the big thing about Najatar is we see the Horde and Alliance kind of work together, and from what we've seen so far and like kind of like okay how do we tell Savannah that we're working with the alliance right now <laughs> kind of thing like that um and it'll be like lorthamir lorthamar yeah kind of saying like we need to we need to like get along with these guys a little better so there's that uh some of the things that are coming is there's gonna be like pvp towers like we've seen okay. in old i love yeah. that because it's a focus of pvp uh there's a new thing with the next this essence is that you can get to unlock new traits they're getting rid of that whole other thing all all normal Azerite traits will be unlocked automatically at 8.2. So that's loud. Um, but the we have new sockets, new talents that are going to be unlockable on our neck. And the essences for those comes from different events. So you have to do world PvP for one of them. You have to do rated battleground for another one. Uh, I like the idea we're going to be kind of spreading things out. Like you at least need to do some heroic dungeons or something like that to unlock some stuff. Uh, the world PvP, make sure you guys do that on day one. That's going to be... Once people have flying, like two weeks in... You're not gonna be able to get the world PvP as well because people can just take off, you know. Uh, so point, yeah. yeah, so make sure you farm that right away. That's from uh, Talia since said that one, and and so yeah, there's gonna be these towers that are gonna be like hubs for PvP, and then there's gonna be this thing where randomly Ashara will just send her troops out, and it'll be like a focused area of her attack. So you try to like kill and take them over, and then as soon as you can kill enough of their guys, she summons a world boss right there, and it's actually a rare spawn. It's actually a rare event that happens. So it will bring people's attention to it, and then the world boss drops good loot. 
But I like that idea. It's kind of like a narrative reason for a world boss to be there. Okay. Instead of just like random like, oh, look, this giant dragon just is hanging out in the middle of this <laughs> meadows. No, it's actually like a concentrated attack. Like she's trying to win back her area. Okay, cool. I'm happy to so see that. Cool. I'm happy to. They're trying new stuff, yeah. which is nice. Where they're trying like to. They needed to try new stuff, right? Like, What's that? I don't feel like they needed to at the beginning, right? If they had just listened to everybody's. Yeah. They wouldn't be in the. And I think a lot of this is coming from, especially in Mechagon, a lot of this is coming from their reaction on Classic. Because they've already said, like, okay, we're probably going to be taking the the uh, server system that Classic uses and put it, in it into the live game. They are, they are farming Classic for a lot of what people like to play. And while it can never be back to Classic, they are getting things that are just like, you want Endless Grind? Fine, here's Mechagon. You want this? You want that? Here's there's this. You want just full-on exploration? For example, in uh, Najatar... You can't find quests on the map. You have to just come across quests. Okay. Yeah, which is kind of like, it's a small thing, but like, okay, then I have to actually go see. Okay. I'm going to have to go down this road and see what's down Do this road. Do they normally show? I know they've always shown like the war campaign. Yeah, the war campaign. They show exclamation points when there's like a new quest hub. But now that's not going to exist. And quests will randomly spawn to where you could you could clear out the entire map. A couple weeks later, you're doing rare spawns or whatever. And then you see like, oh, there's a new quest over here. Let me check out what this is. Oh, I got to help these guys do something or whatever. So okay. it'll be random quests that'll spawn out there. And you will not see them unless you're actually out there looking for them. Okay. I kind of like that idea. It, it, it encourages exploration. All right. So Mechagon's the other territory we're getting. It's uh, larger than, uh, or smaller than Azatar, but uh, larger than like Timeless Isles. But they're, they're comparing it to Timeless Isles a lot. And um, this is uh, this is the home of the new like Mecha Gnomes, which are probably going to be an allied race. They're like these half robot, half regular gnomes. Um there's no time getting to this, but this place is the grinder's heaven. They're making this place for the grinders. There's no time getting. If you want something, you can just continuously farm it until you get it. Nice. Yeah, exactly. That's oh my, my reaction gosh. too. I hate the fact that there's mm. like, okay, I can only get 4,000 of this this week or whatever. No, just go farm it as much as you want and here's your mount. Like you can do whatever you Thank want God. there. Yeah, <laughs> that's been that's been everybody's response. So I think they're going to be putting that in the future. Um, again, quests will not pop up on the map. You will have to find them natively. There is, uh, you'll never run out of stuff to do because you can always farm. There's actual rare spawns there as well to where they are have very long uh, spawn timers nice. after they die. Uh, let's see what else there is. Uh, there's two factions there. The Horde, there's, uh, there's oh no, there's one faction there, the Rust Bolt, Rust Bolt Alliance, I think it's called. And the idea is that you're trying to help them take back Mechagon and there's the entrance to the, the Mega Dungeon. Mega Dungeons mean they have like nine bosses. Did you play Karazhan when it first came yeah. out? Okay. Nine bosses, wow. Oh, yeah. Karazhan, when it first came out, you know how Karazhan's like lower Karazhan and upper Karazhan? Yeah. That was just one dungeon. And okay. you had to do all of it. And it was great as that first time it came out, and it was hard to do. Yeah. And there was and there's going to be secret mounts and stuff like that you can get from that place. Um, so I'm looking forward to that coming back. I really liked when Karazhan first came out. The, the loot was okay. It wasn't great. But you still just went in there for the environment. I had one friend, the day came out, he did it for four hours. We had our guild streaming it so that other guildies can watch our best guys going at it and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to just a really hard challenge cool. that brings yeah. people together. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like, it's again bringing exploration into it because right now when we do dungeons, while that is like a huge part of the game now, it's all timed. This is just like, okay, can you get past this boss? Learn about the boss. It's like a small five-man raid. So that'll be fun. pretty cool. Yeah. Excited. Uh, other that things. That comes out when? That's coming out t on Tuesday as well. Oh. Yeah. Oh, sweet. I got Tuesday and Wednesday off. Oh, man. What are we doing, Tab? We're streaming the hell out of that. Stream. <laughs> I'll stream. Well, you should stream, too. I'll, show, I'll set it up for you. Um, okay. I can stream. Oh, never mind. What's that? Nothing. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm going to listen to it when I edit this. Um, titanium resi uh, residuum will not be resetting uh, for season three, but the prices are going to go up on everything. Uh, the they're, they're changing the balances for Mythic Plus. So the percentage you get from mini bosses is going to be a lot higher than before. So like, for example, in Atal Dazar, you always skip the lady and the two dinosaurs in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Those guys now give so much more percentages of the ideas that you want to get them down because they give you a lot more. Take longer to kill, but now they're really worth it. You know? Okay. So there's that kind of thing. They're adding those. Um, there's going to be no more new affixes until 9.0. So we don't have any new, none of those to deal with. Uh, PvP-wise. So we're stuck with that Beguiling? 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 Yeah, that one will stay because that's a base one. They, they The combinations, though, may change, but that one will stay. Uh, beguiling? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Reaping's going to change, of course, because that was, that was from yeah. the last one. Uh, PvP... Uh, we're getting uh, the new epic battleground, Ashran, which is the old world event battleground from Warlords of Draenor. That's becoming a regular battleground. We're getting a new arena, Mechagon Arena. Uh, war mode can be activated in Mechagon, which is crazy because it was just originally Orgrimmar. But because they said it's such a small, uh, heavy PvP area, they want to make sure you guys can change real quick there. Because there's, they're, so far on the PTR, Mechagon is lit. I mean, it's constantly full of people, it's constant PvP, and it's not a very big zone. So it's just constantly mayhem. Cool. I'm so excited for that. And that's on PTR. Let's it's not up. live. Yeah. Let's group up. We got a party going, guys. Uh, yeah. Ha um, Hard Azeroth uh, customization system is where you can get essence. You get them from different events. Uh, you can unlock new sockets for your, for your different things at 55, 60, and 65 levels. Uh, you can have one major and three minor powers at once. Some of them are class specific. Some of them are just awesome. And uh, you can freely swap around your essences whenever you want. So they're really just kind of giving us everything we wanted in this patch. I'm really excited about that. Uh, flying comes at, uh, with Pathfinder 2, so make sure you guys have Pathfinder 1 now. Is it time-gated with anything, or you can just up and get it's it? It's only by rep. So they're saying it should be two to three weeks for everybody to grind up the rep, but again, they're making it to where if you want to grind the rep, you just can. So we'll see how fast I can get that flying, Okay. because I'm going to be selling my flying services. <laughs> um, what a dick. Yeah, no, I did, I did Sandstone Drake's on. I was like one of the first ones to get it, because I wasn't working at the time, Yeah. so I was just hard grinding. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I was like, hey, I'll play you around for a couple gold. Yeah. <laughs> I remember paid because, you know, it's so much easier. You and me flew around Tan and Jungle all the time and was to get the farm the response there. So it, yeah, they used Tan and Jungle also as like a good example of how this place will feel. And that, I liked that that patch. Um, I still don't have flying out there. <laughs> you don't? Can you need that? I didn't like that expansion. That, well, yeah, that it really did kind of fall short. Uh, let's see what else we have. Heritage armor for the gnomes and torns. They looked really good. You're going to get that? Oh, uh, you play a... For sure. You play a... Uh, Nightborn right Nightborn. now. But I am always torn strong. Yeah, okay? sure. Bring back Taff. Bring back the real Taff. <laughs> We're getting a bunch of new mounts. The Mechano wheel is the one I definitely want. The Bumblebee mount sounds like it'll finally be obtainable. And it's a secret amount. You have to figure out how to get it. But it sounds like getting the Bumblebee pet is key. So far, the secret finding communities nailed down to that like you get the pet and you have to do something with a pet either teach it or train it or level it up or something like that and that'll eventually become the mount kind of thing so there's all kinds of like it'll bring you to the queen bee or something like that so okay cool. the secret finding community you guys you guys gotta really look into them they it they, boggles my mind yeah i literally hope it's I, they play a different game than we yeah play. there's not a lot you can get from data mining right like no clues no towards that yeah something like that so like that's just what boggles my mind is just what was the one we did do? The Riddler's Finder's Worm? Yeah. Those pages you had to find, and, and, you, and you said it had to be in that everywhere. order, right? Yeah. You had to click them in that order. Yeah, so you had to like, nope, that was the wrong way. insane. Yeah. 
Like the and the and the clues apparently, if you want to consider them clues that they gave from the page prior, where to find the next one, made zero sense no. to me. There's no. no way that they actually okay. This clue is gonna be like this. I really just, I mean, still kudos, but like I just felt like there was just people just like okay, I have literally this small section, and you're gonna scour this small section. You know, they yeah, click on everything clickable. Yeah, yeah, and oh, that just boggles my mind, man. That I, so I still need to get the the unicorn thing. And that flying brain thing, which the hive mind, yeah. yeah. I got to get those ones. The unicorn one, there's like map. People have hand-drawn maps that they go crazy trying to, because it's all about map, actually yeah. doing a map guiding yeah. yourself through there. Which is, I, I love that in a video that. game where you have to actually have a piece of paper next to you and draw the map that you're going through. Like, I love that. And then the hive mind, I have no clue to get that one yet. I have to take a look at that yeah, one. Yeah, I haven't looked at it. I've seen it. I finally saw it like twice. Yeah. I was, I was like, like oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and apparently if you have the hive mind, the more people that are in it, the faster it goes. So it's kind of- What if I'm a death knight though? I already go like you can't go 15, fast. 20% faster. No, you can't go fast. Death Knights are not allowed to go fast. On mounts we are. It's called on a pale horse. It's <laughs> yeah. passive. Yeah, well, yeah, when it matters, it doesn't help much. <laughs> yes. What matters is you're slow on the, your feet. And then uh, just, I think about, I think this is the last of it here. Um, the last thing I was speaking of mounts is we have the mount equipment slots. So there's going to be like, you can make all the this mount water walking, this mount faster, this mount can't be dazed, things like that. It'll be an equipment slot that professions can make the things for um there is some new profession stuff coming up uh, everything's gonna be more awesome uh, not a lot of class changes really coming out outlaw rog protection uh, warrior they're getting a few little little tweaks but nothing major um we're getting a continuation of the campaign the war campaign we know that sylvanas is willing um uh oh god what's the name zelatoth yeah zelatoth which is the old disc priest weapon uh so there's something going on there Island Expeditions, we have two new islands, Crestfall and Snow Blossom. And Crestfall is from Warcraft 2. That's cool that they're bringing that in. And Snow Blossom is a Pandaren zone. We're getting Heroic Warfronts, which are Warfronts you could actually lose, which is kind of nice because Warfronts right now you basically can't lose. I AFK. Yeah, you could basically. I did you not AFK and I put on my my flannel and just, if I'm not just running in circles, I'm, I'm chopping trees. So yeah. Basically AFK. Yeah. Uh, and then there's going to be a portal. This is something small, but I, I you know, I'm so excited for it. There's going to be a portal to Caverns of Time put in Stormwind and Orgrimmar. Because there's not one right now. You have to go to like Uldum and then fly over. So that's going to be a portal there. And that's way too much Orgr or, uh, World of Warcraft news for our friends that are not into WoW. But for those of us who are, I know, I'm excited too. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that's it for us. Is there anything else you want to say? Um... I'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Follow us on Twitch, guys, uh, at Geek Freaks Pod, I want to say. I'll, I'll put it out on Twitter. You guys, definitely follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter is lit. I'm trying to keep up on Facebook. I dislike Facebook a lot, but I am trying to be good on that because it's just way easier to get engagement on that. It's freaking nuts. Yeah. But yeah. All right, guys, that's going to be it for us today. We will talk to you guys later. joining us on the geek freaks podcast you can find us on twitter at geek freaks pod we're also on facebook instagram you can email us we have our patreon and a store all those links are in the description thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys next week